Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here, and welcome to Modern Business. This podcast and this summer tour would not be possible without our sponsors, so please check them out, go to their websites, listen to their value propositions, and consider doing business with them. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, I'm Zach Fishman. And I'm Ryan Hicks. And if there's one thing we've learned through the many episodes of Modern Business, franchisors really struggle with keeping their franchisees on brand. As franchise lifers, Zach and I know franchisors have little margin for error when it comes to franchise relations. And when it comes to marketing, franchisees have been known to go rogue. Unfortunately, this not only leaves a poor impression at the local level, but it can harm the whole brand. Fear not, franchise fam. Ryan and I are so excited to introduce this week's sponsor, Scorpion, a marketing company that helps franchises have full control and consistency with their brand. Scorpion is an all-in-one marketing partner capable of handling everything your franchise needs, from your branding and website to your search engine optimization, online reputation, and paid advertising. Listen, you don't have to take our word for it. Entrepreneur Magazine named Scorpion the number one franchise marketing company. To learn more, visit scorpion.co slash mb. That's scorpion.co slash mb. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. We are on day number 24, not day number 23. Um, We're in Virginia Beach. This is actually the second meeting of the day, conveniently located uh, right around the corner from where we just were. Um, Whenever Zach Fishman hosted that podcast, be sure, by the way, for the folks listening, that you hit the subscribe button uh, we very much appreciate that as the audience is growing here. I'm very excited to be here at the office at Buzz Franchise Brands. Um, for the folks listening, you know that we just posted a, a podcast with their chief marketing officer, and we are graced with her presence again um, one more time. So we have Angela Pauls back on the podcast. Um, we're also joined by Brian Garrison, who's the chief operating officer um, Brian served in the Navy, which I have a lot of respect for, for, for a long time. Uh, and he also has a deep consulting and operations background. So pleased to have both of you here. Welcome great, to the podcast. Thanks. Yeah, great to be here. So Again. let's kick it off. Um, first and foremost, um, what's changed since we last talked? Anything, anything new and exciting since the last conversation? Well, um, we sold our first Home Clean Heroes franchise, so that's certainly an exciting update since the last time that we talked. We're uh, really excited to onboard the first group for that brand. Got some great guys right around the corner from us. Um, we've been chugging along with um, British Swim School, just learning more and more about that business and starting to grow the team to support franchisees in that area. So I would say that's been um, probably the other biggest thing since the last time we spoke. Yeah, and by the way, I didn't even comment on the introduction. Uh, as we walk into the offices, we walk into a lot of offices, but as we walked in, you have a beautiful place here. Um, so, so kudos on building that out. Um, Brian, could you give a little bit of backstory kind of on your background, your journey, and what brought you here, and what brought you into franchising, really? Sure, absolutely. I appreciate the, uh, the kind words about my service in the Navy. And, and when I retired uh, from the Navy, I was living here in Virginia Beach with my family. And so took the opportunity to transition in the private sector through the management consulting world. Uh, spent a few years with McKinsey and & Company and, and based out of D.C. And you know, ultimately, for me, it was a balancing act of 
Uh, I wanted to do something challenging professionally, but also spend some time with my family. Uh, I had been away a lot during my military time. So uh, after a few years of getting on a plane every Monday morning, I decided there was a better way to uh, to experience the business world and, and uh, join Kevin uh, Wilson, our CEO, and Angela and the rest of the original team to help stand up uh, and grow the Mosquito Joe brand. So I've been here about four and a half years uh, with Mosquito Joe, and then when we went multi-brand as the CEO of Buzz Franchise Brands, and. And uh, now we're here, uh, here today with uh, Pool Scouts, Home Clean Heroes, and British Swim School. So pretty exciting times. Excellent. Well, I want to talk about those brands here in a moment. Um, also talk a little bit about some technology, because that's what we like to do on Modern Business. Um, what, what I'd like for you to speak to, Brian, before we do that, is it's maybe a little cliche to ask this. Um, but oftentimes, and when, especially when speaking, uh, it, when listening to folks speak about VetFran, we've had Mary Kennedy Thompson was on talking about VetFran because she was really involved with that. Oftentimes, it's obvious that the discipline that the military provides, um, it, it, it translates well into the operations side of the business. So I'd like for you to speak to kind of how, how your background has, has really paved the way and shaped you as a leader um, today and you know, what, how, how that's influenced you. Sure. I think, you know, the common uh, perception is the military is very uh, command and control oriented. And certainly there's a lot of that that goes on in the military. But certainly uh, with my background, I think with a lot of the military careers, I was in aviation. Uh, there's an element where you need to be able to work with uh, your peers. You need to be able, be able to work in, in very dynamic situations where you don't always really have a clear cut answer. Um, and so, but you do like some structure and guidelines, and I think franchising lends itself well to that. And certainly for me, it lends itself well. Needs to be a certain amount of, of process and guardrails, as we say, but you still want people to be uh, good problem solvers and able to work with uh, different groups of people. Uh, and I think any veteran, uh, if, you know, if they've had a successful military career, whether it was two years or, or 22 years, uh, develops those skills over time, and it makes it, makes it very transferable to uh, to the uh, franchising world. Got it. So let's switch gears and talk. Um, let's talk about the the brands, and let's talk about uh, some of the exciting growth that's ahead. Because I know that you have a very you have a, a different approach to to how you nurture and grow the businesses in terms of um, you incubate your own, and then you've also grown through acquisition. Um, so first and foremost, let's just kind of look at the plate, and then let's talk about. Um, just first, I guess, share uh, what all the brands are and and what those unique value propositions are, um, starting with wherever you would like to start. <laughs> well, why don't we just go in order? Perfect. <laughs> um, well, so Pool Scouts, we started in 2016. That's a uh, residential pool cleaning and maintenance um, brand. Um, Home Clean Heroes started in 2017. That's our residential cleaning brand. Both of those, we essentially incubated ourselves um, and grew to where they are now. Pool Scouts is in about nine different states. Um, Home, Home Clean Heroes, as I mentioned, we just sold yep. our first franchise for that one. Um, and then British Swim School, we acquired just in April. Um, and that one is our, our first time to go outside of really building um, the business from the ground up, so a little bit of a different situation. But um, so we've got a couple more in the emerging stage. I would say British Swim School is obviously more developed, close, close to 70 franchisees operating, um, a, a little over 100 
locations in uh, over 200 pools. Um, so when I, I think there's a relatively similar value proposition, I would say, across the different brands. Um, all of them are obviously very service focused. Um, Pool Scouts and Home Clean Heroes out of the uh, working outside of the home. British Swim School operates outside of um, existing pools, pool space, typically in um, fitness centers, hotels, that sort of thing, but all very focused on providing a valuable service to the customer. Um, and I feel like I should let Brian contribute to this as well. I feel like this is a long answer for one person. So <laughs> you want to add? Sure, I probably can uh, can add a few things. I think you know Angela teed it up very well. I would just add a, a couple of thoughts. One is it was a pretty natural evolution for us to go from Mosquito Joe to Pool Scouts, right? So in both cases, they're seasonal brands. They're largely outdoors. Um, you know, dissimilar in the sense that Pool Scouts is more technical. Mosquito Joe was more of an emerging market with with kind of at the at the home mosquito control services, but made a lot of sense for us to take advantage of the team uh, that we had here at, at Mosquito Joe, then Buzz Fr Franchise Brands to launch Pool Scouts. From there, you know, we, we've developed more confidence around our ability to deliver that value, that service to the home, uh, and the residential cleaning market seemed like a very uh, natural extension. Now you have a year-round business. You have uh, a market that's very well established with franchising uh, concepts. Uh, but some would argue that some of those were a little dated, a little aged. So we felt like our approach to to a high-touch support model, to really strong marketing, gave us a good chance to succeed in that market. And I think, you know, we're pleased where we are two years in. Uh, British Swim School, as Angela said, we stepped out of our comfort zone a little bit. Now we're we're still delivering services. It's not at the home. Uh, we're not incubating. We acquired, but it was just a very good opportunity. It's a very compelling business proposition. A lot of uh, noise, if you will, in the industry of swim lessons. There was just an article in the New York Times earlier this week. Uh, so uh, for us, it makes a lot of sense to step into that market. And I think uh, it's a great concept. It's got a nice core team, and we're excited to scale it. Yeah, what I like about that uh, value proposition is the fact that you don't have to own, uh, you don't have to invest uh, the, the massive capital expenditure that it would take to build the facilities. And uh, that's very interesting. It's unique. And it's uh, w w what is the average price point to buy in for that? Yeah, so for all of our brands, it, we're pretty, I would consider ourselves low investment up front. Uh, for British Swim School specifically, depending how you buy and how many locations you buy, you're talking anywhere from 50 to 150,000 as your first, as your initial investment, your startup cost. Yeah. Got it. I do think it provides a different opportunity. Um, to still be able to serve the same mission that a lot of swim schools do, which is really trying to, you know, provide water safety education and to teach a, a life skill, really, in swimming. But there are plenty of people who would love to do that who may not be able to jump into the million-dollar investment, you know, plus and, and be able to build out a facility. So I do think it's a, a really neat and unique way to still enable people. We say at Buzz Franchise Brands, we, we our mission is to enable people to realize their dreams. And in a lot of cases, that's the business ownership side of things for our franchisees. It may be financial freedom. It may be working with their families. But um, I think British Swim School is a great opportunity for people to be able to do that with the with the lower investment. Got it. And as we wrap up the business opportunity little segment here, where do folks go to learn more? I would presume each brand has each brand has a website, but they can go to your global website. Yes. Yep, absolutely. BuzzFranchiseBrands.com. It's got links to all of the different brands, both the um, 
sites for service information or more the consumer focusing sites as well as the franchise information sites. And now, a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by FranFunnel. FranFunnel's mobile and web apps help franchisors personally and automatically respond to leads via SMS and email, so sales teams spend less time trying to get a hold of leads and more time closing deals. With nearly 70% of leads coming in outside of business hours and over 90% of leads preferring texting versus phone call, following up with your leads immediately has never been more critical to franchise sales. With FranFunnel, franchisors award more franchises from the leads they're already generating. To learn more about how you can use FranFunnel software today, please visit www.franfunnel.com and fill out the lead form at the bottom of the page. I'm just curious to ask, because um, there's all types of folks in our audience, um, but I'm curious to ask how you're looking at uh, other growth perspectives and or other growth uh, through adding new brands. Is that on the horizon, or what does that look like? I think we have uh, aspirations of growing more brands, whether we're incubate or acquire, for sure. And you know, I think uh, we're we're pretty meth- uh, methodical about it or diligent about picking the right time. And certainly, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We have three really uh, solid brands that are an exciting point in in their history or their life, if you will. Um, but I think it's safe to say that uh, we're hoping not to stop at three. Yeah. As I look at the office, you guys have obviously built out an infrastructure to be able to support. So what I'd like, which is you're, you're smiling and nodding, because that <laughs> is, at the end of the day, um, it's, it's wild to watch a lot of people want to go franchise a concept. And at the end of the day, they're chasing the franchise development fee to fund their ability to operate and keep the lights on. And that's a little bit more risky. If you're looking at the stock market, that's not a blue chip stock to, to invest in. And so it's very attractive to invest with a group that has stuff buttoned up. So what I'd like to do is have each of you in your core competencies speak to kind of some advice um, to uh, advice to people in your role at a smaller brand and then also speak to the greater infrastructure. Two separate questions. I just threw that in there. But first, let's let's start with uh, let's start with some advice to folks in your role. Okay, I guess I'll uh, I'll lead on this one. I think it is, a, it is a big leap to go from running a small business, even if you have two or three locations, to, to um, franchising and, and establishing a franchising concept. And, you know, there is a danger of, gonna, of getting caught on that hamster wheel of becoming dependent on the franchise fee. Um, so right out of the gate, you know, what I would look for is if you're going to make that leap from small business owner to franchisor, um, what's your plan for, for funding the company? Like, are you well capitalized? Can you bring enough funds to the table to take a three-year horizon and not a six-month and we need to sell five franchises a month to stay afloat, right? If you do have that capitalization, that allows you to take a much more, you know, we'll call it a strategic view where you can hire the right people, you can make decisions that benefit the franchisee and therefore the franchisor over two, three, four years and not always be sweating the bills at the end of the month. So. Um, that would be my initial thought. And then I think you do need to uh, make sure that you bring a competent uh, process or at least individual into the franchise development process. You know, most people certainly when I came into this, uh, in, into this world, I had no franchise development experience. Um, and I don't think somebody should over, uh, over credit themselves that just because they set up a restaurant or a fitness center or some other very successful small business that they can then quickly translate that into selling franchises. So I think you do want to find somebody who has that experience and can support you there. 
Got it. And from your from your perspective, there's a lot of things in the marketing world that you can do in today's world that are scrappy, um, but obviously it'd be good to be well capitalized. But <laughs> what would be your advice for, for someone uh, emerging um, and, and they're, they're looking to get their brand out there and help drive sales and all the rest? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. Um, one of them is partnering with the right people. So if you're not in a situation you know, we're fortunate to where we've been able to build some in-house resources and a, a team of really great people to handle a lot for us. But if you're not in a position to do that and you're looking more to partner with other people to do that, uh, just really choosing strong partners and investing the time in just like if you're hiring someone to come work full time for you, it should take, you should take, invest just as much time in choosing a partner to support you because you're going to want someone even better because they're not under your roof, under yeah. your guidance the whole time. You want them to be equally invested from afar and thinking about you when you're not in the room, if that makes sense. I, I hate to interrupt, but just a plug to the podcast that we literally just posted, you gave some very good advice as folks are looking at that. Um, so you did do that in the other one. So that first piece of advice, if folks want to learn more about that, you talk, <laughs> just talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. I guess I'm consistent then yeah. in my advice. But but I really think that is a that is a huge a huge thing to have others advocating your brand, um, and it's going to cost you more in the long run to be jumping from resource to resource if you yeah. don't have somebody good someone can easily come in and do more damage than good um, that's probably the biggest thing and then over time if you're able to you know like brian said we were fortunate to be well capitalized from the start with mosquito joe that was you know kevin wilson's guidance and intelligence that um that got us to that point and um so having, being able to hire really good people and build resources in-house, especially as we developed into a larger multi-brand, you know, that's what ultimately made more sense for us. And, um, but I think when you're an emerging brand and you don't have necessarily, if, if you're not coming into it with that amount of um, capital, then you really do have to rely on, okay, what, at what point does it make sense to do it in-house and at what point does it make sense to just bring on a, a strong partner to support? Yeah. Excellent advice. One uh, other thing I might add, yep, if you don't ahead. mind, Ryan, is uh, I think it's imperative for the, the business owner before you make that leap to franchisor, you need to really make sure you understand the, the, the business model or the economic model of your business and, and really ask yourself, is that transferable? You know, or is it because I have an innate skill in cooking or, or marketing in my local network in my community? But what is it that tells you you can transfer this, apply a royalty, and people can still make money and be successful in the long term. So, you know, we've learned a lot even with the Home Clean Heroes model. We've spent a lot of time the last two years, and, you know, some of our initial hypotheses, if you will, eventually we did a 180 on. We said, actually, no, we can do it much more efficiently this way. And so I would just say before you make that leap, make sure you really understand how you're making money in your business. Excellent advice. Yesterday we were in Winston-Salem, and we were with Sam Ballas, I don't know if you know Sam, he's in the restaurant business, East Coast Wings, uh, and he, he gave that exact advice. He's a very sharp guy, but he said his example was just because you have a friend that owns this building and you have 50% rent and then you open another location mm -hmm. and you're successful in this market where you know people, that's not necessarily transferable in New Jersey or wherever else in, in, the, in, the, in the market. So excellent advice for emerging folks. From a multi-brand perspective, we talked about the support. We talked about getting scrappy. If you don't have the support, 
what what are some initiatives and things that you've put in place operationally to be able to support multi the multi brand um, facet? Because that's a it's obviously a tough thing to do. Um, are you, do you have a centralized culture? And just talk talk a little bit to that point. Sure, I think a couple of things jump out, and, and you mentioned it. One is, you know, we have a, a really uh, standout facility here, right? Yep. Tracks a lot of uh, talented people. People come in, and there's a wow factor involved, and so that's very intentional. We want all of our brands to be headquartered here. We want all of our people to be here, so it's very collaborative, and the culture supports that. Uh, that directly kind of correlates with our approach to uh, what we would call the shared services uh, model. So, you know, we're able to put resources at the Buzz franchise brands level, whether it's finance, marketing, uh, direct mail, uh, HR, that support all, all of our brands, three brands at this point, hopefully more in the future. So, you know, there's an efficiency to be gained there, but also now, you know, if the direct mail team has learned something with Pool Scouts, they can apply it to Home Clean Heroes. Uh, and that same mindset applies at the brand management level. And our goal is to put, you know, dedicated brand management teams at each brand to support the franchisees. Uh, and those brand presidents or those brand directors of marketing or, or ops, they all spend time together as well. So the culture is very collaborative. I think that's a big part of what we have going on here. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. Love it. Um, Angela, what... Um, either recent past or future, what are some of the initiatives that you have going on that you're excited about? Wow, past, present, or future initiatives? Oh, I'm saying recent, <laughs> recent past. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, I feel like when you're running multiple brands doing different things, there's always so much going on. Um, I think, you know, from a digital standpoint, we just launched um, a new campaign for British Swim School that was really exciting. Um, it's one of the first national digital campaigns that they've had. Mm -hmm. um, we've also, you know, we're, we're constantly kind of tweaking what we're doing digitally with all the nuanced things that uh, come along and new opportunities to target in different ways or to interact on different platforms. So I feel like that tends to always be where my, um, where my mind goes first. But um, even just in some of the day-to-day -day interactions that we're having with franchisees, I think some of the most exciting opportunities are the things that just come out of conversations when somebody tries something new. And, and to Brian's point, we, we get an idea and we run with it, and then we're able to see, well, if it applies to this brand, then maybe this is something we could execute over with another brand as well, or maybe it's a variation of that idea that works really well. Um, so I, th I think it goes back to that collaborative nature. Our marketing team, we meet cross-brand on a regular basis just so everybody nice. can throw out ideas and hear what other people are doing or what other people's challenges are so that we can try to figure out, oh, well, well we've been in that situation with this brand. This is how we addressed it, whatever it may be. But um, I think it all comes back to that culture piece. Yeah, that's very, very, very helpful. <laughs> And now, a word from our sponsors. Rallyo is a powerful combination of social media technology and local agency. The easy-to-use mobile app enables franchisers and their franchisees to manage their entire social media presence, online reputation, and online directory listings in one place for all locations. The advocacy system turns net promoters into real promoters and incentivizes franchisees and their employees to share content that portrays your brand as a best place to work. And Rallyo Local provides a white glove service that can manage everything for franchisees 
franchisees. Voted as the number one social media technology platform and number six marketing partner overall in the second annual Entrepreneur Magazine franchise supplier listing, Rallyo will help you rally your employees and customers around your brand on social media. Visit Rallyo.com today to get a 100% free local analysis report comparing your franchise system versus your industry averages. That's www.rallio.com. One thing that I want to do, I want to, I want to learn a little bit about each of you personally outside of the business, but I'm also interested um, about this area. We have probably a day and a half here. Um, actually, we might have it uh, just one day, but I want to learn a little bit about Virginia Beach other than the military base. What is, is that what this place is known for? What is, what is exciting about Virginia Beach? I would say the beach. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a huge military um, market for sure. And that's, and that's a very, I mean, that's a lot of the core of this area. So there's a ton of really cool things to see with, with the military. My husband's in the military, so I've been exposed to a lot of, a lot of that. But even there's multiple bases and multiple branches of the military mm-hmm. in the area. So it is neat you know, even if you're familiar with one to go experience some of the opportunities with uh, the others. There's a really cool military aviation museum um, out in Pungo. Um, there's there's lots of that. But I would say if you get a nice day, the beach is where you would find me out here. There's a lot of different, there's sort of the ocean beach and the bay beach. Um, nice. So that's what I would throw out there. I think it's great. I think if you have a day, you know, you should go get a, uh, a drink uh, at the Cavalier, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Which is n- newly renovated, reopened. So it's kind of a classic uh, 1920s resort hotel on the Ooh, ocean front. That's uh, nice. been recently restored. Um, so I would make a, I'd make a plug for the Cavalier. It's a fun place to get a drink, sit out on the lawn. You can look down onto the ocean. Um, you know, downtown Norfolk's really uh, has a lot, uh, a lot to offer, a lot of history, and, and some locations down there with uh, Town Point Park and um, uh, what's the other uh, place? Waterside. They just, Waterside just mm-hmm. recently opened. Uh, Guy Fiori there's a lot or of um, opened a restaurant yeah, there. So there's a lot food, of that going on. It's a pretty on. foodie area. I would actually. definitely say a foodie area. There's a lot of breweries. I was about to ask. Mm-hmm. That was my next so question. O'Connor's would be one, right? You yeah. know better. Commonwealth O'Connor's. Yeah, um, Smart Mouth. Smart Mouth for sure. Uh, so you, you can't go wrong with that. There's even a young veterans uh, uh, yeah. brewery that uh, you know kind of combines the the microbrew industry and, and the military. So yeah, nice. Uh, one fun fact about me: speaking to the the flight museum that you mentioned, my the first thing I wanted to do I wanted to be a pilot. My dad's at Gulfstream, and so uh, way back I was like six years old, and I wanted to have my my goal was to get my pilot's license before my driver's license. I didn't do it because I played baseball. I was traveling all over the place. But well, if you had more time, we'd get you in a flight simulator while you're here. Oh, that would be so high. Would Next be. time you come by, for sure. <laughs> right? sure. So you could get me in one? No, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> no, you're getting a lot of people calling right? me now. Huh? No. Angela gonna... said she'd get me in a flight simulator. Um, one other thing that I'd like to do, I've got this deck in front of me, and we've done this several times oh, um, wow. throughout throughout if you're if you're scared of it you can just (laughs) say pass but we might make fun of you i'm just kidding but um this is completely random there are different categories but what i'd like for you guys to do is this will be a fun way for folks franchising to get to know you so pull out if you're so bold pull you could also look at the categories but pull out 
a card and let's see where it goes. Oh, I know Angela has no fear, so I'm going to pull one out, and if I don't like it, it's going to her. There you go. That's a good strategy. <laughs> Ooh, good one. If I could switch places with one of my friends for a day, who would it be? Hmm. Mm. You've probably got some pretty interesting friends. I was friends. just going to say, um, I just popped into my head, so I would say I would probably want to switch. This time of year, it could be with my high school friend, Chuck Sullivan, who's an architect on Martha's Vineyard. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Pretty good lifestyle. But given my military background, I'd probably say um, a gentleman by the name of Reed Wiseman, who's an astronaut. And uh, it has done one trip to the space station, and I think he's training to do another one here in the next couple of years. So that would be a pretty cool switch for a day. Nice. I would like the to day that he goes, the day, or and in that rocket <laughs> just, when he goes. No right? training. Just no training. Right just on say the day thanks for goes. taking care of all the hard work. Let me just strap in and go for a great trip. <laughs> I, I might want to lean on him as a life coach after being on the road for forty-five days. Do you know how long? How long does? How long are you up there when you go to the space station? I think know? they do six month. Uh, wow. Six month uh, trips. Yeah. That's that's respectable. That that's your that's your switch thing because that takes a lot to be able to go do that. That's. But I'm not saying do all the hard work. I I'm know. just saying just pop in there and go to <laughs> go to uh, go to orbit. Yeah, I don't know right a back. lot about it, but I'm not sure. You might need more than a day for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Still a good thought, though. What did you draw? All right, my question is: What's the best job you ever had? I mean, I'm assuming current job is off the table, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll take that off the table. So I'm going to go back to probably my, well, I've probably had this job at a few different points in my life, but I'm going to go with pet sitter. That's nice. just a solid, love animals, love dogs. Um, I mean, I guess this is like in a life where we don't have to worry about needing to support Bills the lifestyle that, that we want to live, right? This <laughs> yeah. is just, this job's going to support me no matter what, right? Then I'm going to say pet sitter. Nice. I'm glad you don't like cats. I just don't like cats. <laughs> um, well, that was fun. If you guys want to do one more, we can do that. If not, um, no, not feeling it. Oh, I'm okay. Go I for it. Mind. One more. I'll let Angela go All first right. this time. I'm changing before, colors. Before I don't know. Just off the categories. What's the thing you like that creeps other people out? We, we, I thought we pulled that one out. <laughs> that <is so> weird. <laughs> so, yeah, I but Zach, I wish I would Zach not was answer in that one. By Zach, the way, <laughs> I feel like no matter what you answer, you can't it's win. Zach either actually make... has. He had an instant answer to this. I really? Wish he was in here. But, do you remember what it was? Uh, do you remember what it was? All right, I'll grab another one. I hope it pops back in because he would gladly just. <laughs> what are you most worried about with the next generation? Uh, getting killed by a texting driver. <laughs> That's probably what I'm most Not worried about. Not if Elon about. solves the self-driving. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe we'll just skip true. ahead to that. That's very true. All right, what colors have we picked? We've got... I'm going to go with gray. All right. Or blue, I guess it is. Would you rather watch a movie at home or at the theater? It strikes me as a pretty boring uh, question. question but, right? It is yeah. a pretty boring question. If, well, for the record, I'd say probably a theater. It's probably more, uh, it's more of a, a date night thing, but let me try another question. Well, especially if you go to one of those theaters where you can have a drink and hold exactly. the Exactly. We were in a theater in what city was it in? This is the best recliner I've ever sat on. That was a cool theater. 
So I just pulled another blue one, and for the record, it's would you n rather never read another book or never watch another movie? So I'd yeah, suggest the blue one should come out. Yes. Yeah, I don't think people really care, would I? <laughs> oh, gee. If you could get away with a crime, what crime would you commit? <laughs> it seems like something you don't want on record. <laughs> um, Giving away too much money to the homeless. Speeding? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Speeding. Yeah, there you go. That's safe. Without, well, without endangering anybody. Right. Th thank you for entertaining the fun game. Um, let's have each of you give a quick uh, graduation speech to someone, again, in, in your role um, at, a, at a brand. Uh, what's your advice? What is? What are your parting words of wisdom? Um, I'll keep mine short and simple and say, be curious, be creative, and find a good mentor. Boom. That's my advice. Wow, I don't know if I can match that. <laughs> uh, I would say take the long-term view. Uh, try to get a, 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 you know, a small win every day, but always heading towards that strategic goal of being a, an established franchisor. Love it. Thank you very much for coming on. Is there anything I didn't ask that you wish I did? Uh, well, maybe you could do a card. Give me one. Oh. I can't believe, I by the way, this is the uh, first time I've been called out. Really? Yeah. Twenty took till day twenty-four. Yeah, nobody nobody has flipped the script. All right. Um, what's something you believed earlier in your career, but think about differently now? Oh man very introspective one. What is something you believed earlier in your career, but think differently now about? I would say this, and it's funny because it was my answer uh, whenever Kathy Dino was on the podcast back in Louisiana. She said, uh, what is one thing that you regret when you're younger? And she said, um, whenever she went to school, she basically didn't focus a ton and she just kind of like blew it off. Uh, I, I didn't focus on, I, I passed operations management with a test bank and you in operations, like that's where innovation meets execution. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, whenever I started a business back in college, you know, I just believed that if I have this vision that the details will figure itself out. And now I know that's not the case, especially planning this tour. It's like you have to plan a lot. But I think at the at the end of the day, I think it's it's just operational. I have a different perspective on that now. Process driven. Everything franchising's about. Um, but yeah, that's my weird answer to that question. It's a deep question. Yeah, so it it's is. a solid it's a answer good, to that. Yeah, question. I think it was a solid answer too. Yeah. Well done. Any other questions for me? <laughs> well, hey, thank you very much for coming on. Um, and I think, by the way, you'll have the record. Uh, we've had one person on twice, but you're going to be on twice and publish like relatively close to each other. So pretty back you have to back. I apologize to your listeners in advance. No, I listened to your episode. <laughs> I listened back and I thought it was very good. So if you haven't listened to, to her other episode, go do it. That's my advice to the audience. That's my parting advice. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. And thanks for having us back. Yep. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan.